Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading those around you. My name is John Lorito, and I am your host. So I was in a store, and uh, I was looking for a pair of headphones, and I happened to go into a store that had a big selection of headphones, and I'm taking a look at them, kind of not really knowing what I'm looking for other than looking at the brand names and whatever, um, trying them out and this and that. And um, this kid came up to me who was a salesperson working at the store and kind of a, you know, kind of an insecure kid. I could tell he was uncomfortable. He was not used to this. Maybe he just started. I don't know. But uh, he came up to me and said, "Uh, can I help you? And I said, well, I'm just really looking right now, browsing. I don't really know what I'm looking for, but uh, I'll let you know if I need any help. And nice enough. And he kind of walked away and stuff. Well, I then overheard the conversation that his manager of the store had within, I mean, it could not have been three feet behind me, right behind me. And uh, I hear the whole st- the whole conversation and the manager says, hey, go ask that guy for help. And And the kid says, says, uh, says, why well, I, I did. He said, he's okay. And his manager says, go over and, and get the sale, make this thing happen. Come on, man. Don't give up. Come on, keep going. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm literally hearing this and I am just cringing. Uh, number one, that that conversation even took place. Um, but that, that took place like three feet behind me. I'm hearing the whole thing. And sure enough, this kid comes up unbelievably awkward and uh, he just walks up and just points to a pair of headphones because he was pressured to now re-engage me in some whatever way he possibly could to, as his manager say, get the sale. Uh, and he points to a pair of headphones and says, those 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 are really good. And I said, oh, OK. Uh, why? And I'm feeling bad for the kid. I'm also curious to know if that is the case, that he thinks these are really good. And he said, uh well, they, um, you know, and he's stumbling and doesn't have an answer for me. And I'm just like cringing at this whole thing. Uh, needless to say, this manager put this poor kid in a spot of being humiliated, embarrassed. And this is not any reflection of the kid. I mean, the poor kid was just trying to learn probably one of his first jobs or second jobs. I don't know. He's trying to, to work and help people and uh, has a idiot of a manager who's 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 treating him uh, or or leading him to treat the customer like they're a piece of meat and like okay get the sale get the sale um bottom line and just the whole thing was horrendous uh, i ended up leaving obviously i didn't get anything there and went to another store and got my headphones but it made me just think about 
different traits of leaders. And I've, I've worked for so many leaders in my career. I've worked with so many leaders in my career and now coach all kinds of leaders, CEOs, business managers, uh, mid-level leaders, people coming up in the ranks, whatever. And now being in my position, I get a chance to coach people on not only what to do, but what not to do. And these are the things that I see sometimes people do where they don't think about uh, overall the impact and the ramifications of how they try to lead people. Uh, this obviously was a horrible example. So real simply, I used to, when I would promote leaders and bring leaders onto my team, there were things that I would look for. And I came up with what I call the five C's of what I look for in somebody that I wanted to bring into leadership, bring onto the leadership team, develop, and ultimately promote to higher levels. Uh, and it was simple, but it was a simple way for me to look and say, okay, you know, these are the things, and I would communicate this to my team. This is what I look for. These are the things that you need to have to be on the team and to move up. And uh, they were things like the first C was character. Um, now, character is all about who you are. It's what you do when nobody's looking. It's uh, are you honest? Um, I would always tell people, and this is the way I feel, if somebody lies to me, I always trust people until they give me reason not to trust them. Once they lie to me, if they've lied to me once, then I question everything they say. So when I'm working with leaders, I, I never wanted surprises. I wanted the real deal. I didn't want things to be sugarcoated. I didn't want them to be exaggerated. If there was a problem, I wanted to know about it. I didn't want it swept under the rug. But if somebody exaggerated something, didn't tell me something or flat out lied, it really damaged our relationship moving forward. I then had to kind of put this filter on everything they told me. I had to assume that, okay, well, is that partly true? Is it entirely true? Is it not true at all? And if it's partly true, what part is true? What part is not true? What's exaggerated? What's not? It was a really painful way to go about uh, having a relationship with that person and certainly a business relationship where other people's lives and careers matter. So character to me is is how you operate. Um, do you do the right thing? Do you cut the corners? If you start going into the gray area, that quickly becomes charcoal. It becomes a, a black area of like, okay, no, this is not the right area to be in. Uh, people that operate in that area that uh, is, uh, you know, the cutting corners and taking the uh, easiest route and sacrificing quality and sacrificing the right decisions. Ultimately, those to me are not people that have character. So that was the first thing. Second C was commitment. Uh, to me, a leader that's committed is somebody that sets an example for their people. They are truly in it. They jump in with both feet. They are 100% invested in their organization. And they are true. And you can see leaders that are really, truly committed, right? They, they look and act totally different than leaders that really have one foot in and one foot out. Leaders that are looking for other options, maybe leaders that are just dialing it in or going through the motions. I was, I was listening to a, uh, somebody who was presenting a topic. And this was somebody, a leader that I've admired for a long time. And, and I could tell that they were just really kind of going through the motions. They Maybe it was a bad day. Maybe it was just, uh, maybe they were just tired of this. I mean, they've been doing their role for a lot of years. And uh, I could just tell, and this was an audio, so I could only listen to their voice. I could tell that they were just you know, reading a script. They were just going through the motions. They were just didn't have their heart into it. And people can sense that when their leader doesn't have their heart in it. 
and they're not fully committed. So commitment to me is everything. Now, here's what's interesting. And a, a leader was telling me earlier today that their predecessor um, took an enormous amount of time off, a lot of vacation time. And what this leader was doing in order to make themselves feel better about the amount of time that they were out of the organization, off the grid, out of the office, they would tell people now it was obvious they felt guilty that they took so much time off, but they would tell their team, you have to take more time off. You have to take more time off. Come on, you got to take more. You got to recharge the battery, which, hey, I'm a big believer. You got to recharge your battery. But in this case, this leader's lack of commitment, which then made them feel guilty, was translating into them lowering the bar and lowering the standards and trying to bring the rest of the team down to their level, their lack of commitment. Wow, that's totally the opposite of what great leadership is, right? So you see that all the time. So that's the second C is commitment. The third C is caring. And what I mean by caring is is two things, really caring about the people in that organization and their well-being and happiness and success, and also caring about the business itself. You know, I know leaders that I've worked with that they just, they care so much they're thinking about it all the time. Their brain is always running. Um, and that's coming from a good place. They love it. They're passionate about it. And they deeply care about how their organization does. And what I will tell you, what that shows up as is that leader is constantly thinking of new ideas. Their brain is just, even when they're not working in the business, they're working on it. I'm not saying they don't turn everything off and recharge the battery because they do, but they care so much that it just it gets their brain and their mind operating in a whole different place. And that shows through to your organization. Think about it. You've worked with people. Maybe you've had teachers that you know were just dialing it in, going through the motions. And you've had teachers that you know really cared about their students. They would spend the extra time after class. They would have open office hours. They cared not just about going through the motions and checking a box. They wanted their students to be successful. They truly did. That's what they cared about was the end result, not just the activities that made it look like they were going through the motions. I I told you in my recent episode, which go back to it, if you haven't listened to the five lessons I learned from my horrific move, you know, I had my concierge, point person, whatever you want to call them, that didn't care. He What he cared about was making it seem like he was doing a lot of work when in reality he wasn't. These were like, you know, templated emails that he would send to, you know, follow up and whatnot. And when it came to a problem, he wasn't there to solve it. He didn't really care. He just cared about making it seem like he was there and checking a box. And that was my job responsibility. Okay, I did it. So a leader that cares shows in a lot of different ways. People see that, they respond to it, they're drawn to that person. We talked about in another episode how to expand and increase your influence. People want to follow people that care about them. That's how trust is built. I know you have my best interest in mind. I'm going to want to follow you. I'm going to want to take your guidance because you truly are looking out for me. It's not just you. Granted, when you take care of me, there's a win-win in there. So uh, caring is the third C. The fourth one, competence. You have to be good at what you're doing, right? So it's hard for me. Now, I don't need to be the best basketball player to be a coach of a basketball team. I need to know the game. I need to know how to coach people. I need to be competent at coaching people, not necessarily playing that makes sense. A lot of people think, okay, to be a leader in financial services or technology or advertising or uh, performance arts, whatever, I need to be 
the very best in that industry at that role. Not the case. You just need to be really adept at being able to coach people. Some of the best golf instructors, they're, they're very, very good golf players themselves, but they really have a great eye for being able to pick up hitches in somebody's swing or see where the momentum is off or their, their tempo. They can see things differently and they can coach people in a much better way. That's competence. Okay, you have to be good at what you're talking about. And that's where people are going to listen to you, right? They're going to they're going to take notice. They're going to want to be surrounded by people who are really great at their craft. And then the fifth C is culture. So there are people that when they walk into a room, they just have this presence and they make that room feel better. Right. They have and it's not just presence because there's some people that you don't notice them when they walk into a room. But over time, they just have this positive effect on the people around them. And that's somebody that, to me, has a really great impact on the culture. Culture, to me, is so critical with an organization. I see, I was on uh, earlier today with an organization that has a great culture. You can see it. You can feel it. Every person you talk to, you can just sense it. They feel good about the place that they're at. They like it. There's mutual respect in this organization. They're constantly supporting each other. They're having fun. They're laughing with each other. I mean, the culture, even though we're in a Zoom world and nobody's physically together, you can tell that they really genuinely enjoy being together, being on this team. That's a great culture. It's a culture that wants to win. They want to row the boat in the same direction. They want to help each other and not knock each other down to help advance their own initiatives or their own agenda. They want to help support each other. They know when they do that, then each other wins. So you know that. When you walk into an organization, a certain store or restaurant that has a great buzz to it, it just feels good. Sometimes you can't put your finger on it. But oftentimes it comes down to those one or two core people. Those are the leaders. They're the nucleus of that organization. And it starts to just permeate and spread and it's infectious and it attracts more positive people to that culture and ultimately that's how you build a winning organization so i thought i'd share those with you those are the five c's that i look for in great leaders in promoting people and pulling people onto the leader team having them be in a position of influence on other people again that's character commitment uh caring competence and culture those five things are critical. I'm sure there's other uh, ones that you can add to that list. But to me, those were the things that were really important. So hope you found this valuable. As always, please continue to like, share, subscribe, add comments below. Uh, be sure to review five stars, of course. Your comments uh, under the review section are important. And again, thanks for your time today. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.